Hey guys, well today we are revisiting an interview I did with Dr. Nisha Jackson. This was probably one of the most impact interviews I've done just in terms of one that I really put into practice. We talked all about burnout and the way that stress can wreak havoc on every single aspect of our health, including our physical health and how our mental health and our lack of self-care can really affect the way that we feel mentally and physically. I think that this is a very relevant conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Nisha, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, I have to tell you, our um, podcast also has a private Facebook community. And when we told them we were going to be talking with you about toxic stress, that resonated with pretty much most of our community. Yes, I bet. <laughs> they um, were excited that we were talking with you and they had many, many questions for you. But let's just give give me a kind of a brief overview of what what do we mean when we say toxic stress? Right. Well, a lot of people when they, you know, especially women, I wrote my book, Brilliant Burnout on, you know, that was specifically directed towards women. Yeah. Although I think men would men would find the book fascinating because it certainly much of it applies to men too. You know, a lot of times women don't necessarily want to admit that they're under a lot of stress or they can't keep all the balls in the air, but they're not, they're starting to not feel well. And there's a difference between stress that motivates you and stress that makes you sick. So I'm, I'm really addressing toxic stress that makes you sick. And that could be stress that is financial stress, you know, hurried stress. You're constantly going from one activity to the next with no mental downtime. It could be that you have an extreme imbalance in your life where you're not sleeping well at night and your diet's filled with sugar and starch and flour products and your glucose levels are going up and down all day long and you're putting on weight. You're not sleeping well at night. You're hitting the wall in the afternoon noon, you find that your heart races now when you get under stress instead of being kind of the, the cool cucumber that you used to be. And, and I think one of the things that, that women and men often experience is extreme exhaustion, where they just don't feel like they used to feel. So that those are some of the symptoms. There's many, many more that toxic stress can lead to. It's almost like your body's just wearing down and yeah. you don't really know how to get back to where you were. Yeah. I mean, you basically just described my life. <laughs> like I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely do think that I am dealing with this. I went through a divorce in the last two years. I'm a single mom of four kids. And that that whole thing of being um, constantly running, constantly, you know, one thing to the other, never any mental break. I am feeling a lot of physical symptoms. Yes. Um, so what are some of the physical symptoms that people might expect or look for if they're concerned about toxic stress? Right. So toxic stress symptoms, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it happens. Um, it's kind of an insidious onset. It happens uh -huh. often over a longer period of time where things just start falling apart. And, and you think, oh, my, my periods are irregular or my breasts are sore. Or I have more PMS than I used to. Or why am I acting like I'm in menopause when I'm not in menopause? Or, or why am I having this heart racing or insomnia? <clears throat> when I go to sleep at night, I can't stay asleep all night long. And then I wake up in the middle of the night, my, my brain's racing. Mm -hmm. uh, why do I wake up in the morning and feel like I haven't slept at all? 
why am I putting so much belly fat on my body? The, you know, why do I have these weird cravings that I can't seem to get under control? Why am I drinking so much at night? So these are, these are some of the questions that people um, start asking themselves and they really think they're losing it. Like there's yeah. something medically wrong with them. They can't remember anything. They walk into the bathroom and forget why they're there. They, they, their concentration is poor. Their focus is poor. It could be a constellation of symptoms and it's very unique to that person. So those are, those are some of the symptoms because I brought in the gynecological issues there as far as the menstrual cycles and things like that, ovarian cysts, uterine fibroids, heavy bleeding, facial hair. I brought in some of those things because there's such a strong connection between toxic stress that affects your adrenal glands, which are your stress glands, Yeah, that is part of your endocrine system. And they directly affect your female hormones and right. your thyroid hormones, your gut digestion, your brain chemicals. So that's why I wanted to write the book so I could help women just, just sort of connect the dots with all of those things instead of going in to the medical provider, which you may have to at some point, but go in and say, I feel depressed. Then you get a drug for that. You go right. in and I say, I can't sleep. You get a drug for that. You go in and you say, I'm having anxiety. I get a drug for that. Instead of saying, wait, what's going on here? Somebody right. needs to connect the dots. So I bring in all of those different symptoms, which are really, really related to stress because the stress was the first thing that started. And then it's just sort of this domino effect with all the other, the other uh, systems in the body. So they're all connected, yeah. uh, very intricate, intricately connected. So that's, that's why toxic stress really should be talked about, but there's some really simple ways to get on top of it. And, and I wanted to give women some hope that, you know, it's not that complicated, right. but uh, there's some very key things that they should be doing to get back on track. So what can we do? You know, if you're, if you're um, a woman who, and I know this is true for so many of us, you know, maybe we work, maybe we have commitments with our kids, maybe we're trying to be a volunteer at the school, you know, where we just find ourselves in this situation where uh, the number of commitments that are inherent in running our life are kind of unlivable in terms of staying sane. Right. So the most important thing right off the bat that we always do with our patients at our practice uh, peak medical clinic, the first thing we do is we want to get them to start sleeping. Mm -hmm. So at, at any cost, we are going to, we're going to fix their sleep problem because if they're not sleeping, uh -huh. they're not going to be ready for the next day. And then it's just that accumulative effect, you know, over time. Right. So yeah. we want to get them not only to sleep, but we want to get them to stay asleep and we want to get them into what we call stage four sleep or restorative mm -hmm. sleep so they can make the hormones while they're sleeping that they need the next day. And so what are, what are really, some of the really, ways, really important. What are some of the ways for those of us who do struggle with that sort of stress slash hormonal insomnia? What are some of the ways that we can improve and prioritize our sleep? Right. So one of the things that you can do to get to sleep is you've got to tell your brain it's time to go to sleep. It's mm -hmm. kind of like when our kids were little yeah. and we'd rub their back and we'd tell them a story and we'd turn down the lights and we'd start talking quietly and we don't do any of that. I mean, what women do and men do often is they're running around the house 
trying to get another load of laundry done, the dishes done, mm-hmm. fixing dinner at 8 o'clock at night, getting mm-hmm. home from late from sports. They're running around trying to do all of these things before they literally, you know, answer another 50 emails and a couple of hundred text messages and hop on social media. Now they're completely wound up. Yep. And then they throw themselves into bed and expect to sleep. It doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> There's nothing in your brain that says, oh, this lady's starting to... <laughs> it's like it's like 6 in the morning, you know? Totally. <laughs> your brain doesn't know the difference. Yeah. And so... Just just taking an hour. I mean, like we owe it to ourselves. And I mm-hmm. realize most people today can't say, I don't have an hour. That's the time when I can get anything done. My kids are in bed and I can get stuff done. The problem is, is that unless you tell your body and brain it's time to go to sleep, you're not going to be able to recalibrate your stress rhythms in order to go to sleep and calm mm-hmm. down. So even if you took an hour where you weren't looking at your computer and maybe not on social media and you weren't on your phone and you, you turned the lights down and took a, ca- the lab, you know, a bath with some lavender in it and drank some chamomile tea. I mean, I realize this sounds like super grandma old school, but it works. Well, there's something it to it, right? There's a reason well, grandma our grandma probably had everything that. right, you know? Right, right. <laughs> So those are some of the things that work really good. Now, obviously, there's lots of excellent supplements for sleep brain chemicals in check. And one of the things that I really love to help people sleep is to give them a supplement that helps bring up and modify their cortisol level during the day. Cortisol is kind of like adrenaline, you know, it's like your energy um, Mm -hmm. steroid or your energy hormone. And to bring it up during the day so people feel on their game during their day, they're focused, they have energy, they have an ability to, to uh, not overreact to stress, they're not, their cravings aren't out of control. So that has a lot to do with cortisol rhythm during the day. And then, and then there's another supplement that we give at nighttime that blunts the cortisol so that it, it turns it off and it corrects the rhythm because cortisol is supposed to be high during the day and dead low at night. Right. But the problem is with reoccurrent or repeated or long-term stress or just being hurried all the time, Mm -hmm. uh, the cortisol rhythm becomes completely imbalanced where it's low during the day. That's why you feel exhausted. And then Mm -hmm. it comes up at night when you finally kind of calm down at night. It comes up at night and then you can't turn your brain off and go to sleep. Yep. So using some natural supplementation to correct that rhythm can make a really big difference. So that's one of the first things that we start out with is, is getting people to sleep because it's not just a matter of willing yourself to sleep. You've got to, you've got to do some action steps to make it work. Yeah, absolutely. And then what about, you know, those, those of us who find ourselves during the day, in that state of, of constant hurry or constant distraction, what are some practices so that we're not living in that state of kind of hypervigilance? Yes. So one of the things I actually, uh, you know, I've been into breathing a lot um, in my life, just, just teaching people how to, you know, breathe because we're just kind of notorious breath holders. Uh, yeah. in the, well, I used to say in the U.S., but the whole world is holding the breath now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, you know, you're driving and you're thinking and you're talking to your kids and you're concentrating and you're trying to think about the next 10 things you need to do and you're not breathing. Yeah. And if you're breathing, you're breathing from your chest instead of your belly. So there's no air getting into your cells. And no wonder we don't feel good, you know, and no wonder we got scattered brains. So one of the things I learned recently Uh, I went to this amazing spiritual retreat in Costa Rica and I learned this exercise that I'm trying to share with as many people because it's really been helpful to me personally. And that's called a hundred breaths. And 
so back to sleep for just a minute. If you were to lay down at nighttime and if you have a partner in bed with you, you know, they all should do it too, but your partner should do it too. And that is to open your mouth about an inch to an inch and a half. And you're going to only breathe through your mouth, not your nose, which is different than kind of some other stuff you've learned in the past, which is, this is just a different style of breathing. It doesn't mean it's the only way you should breathe just for this exercise. You open your mouth about an inch and a half and you take in and out through your mouth pretty consecutively. So it's kind of like a continuous in and out breath a hundred times. And that sounds like a lot, but it only takes about four to five minutes to do. And you want to do it not super rapidly because you want to bring in the breath only in your belly, not in your chest. So if your chest and shoulders are going up and down while you're doing this, you're not doing it right. It's got to be your belly. And what that does, Kristen, is it brings oxygen into your brain and you wouldn't mm. believe how much better you can sleep at night. I okay. mean, it's kind I've of basic when you think about this. Yeah, but, but you're right. Also, we're not, we're not doing that during, I'm no. not doing that during the day. Yeah, we're not doing it. And it would be, it's great to do before you go to bed at night. It's really good to do in the morning because if you could spend, and of course, hardly anyone does this, but if you could spend four to five minutes before your feet hit the ground in the morning where you do a hundred breaths and at the same time you're doing breaths, you're setting your intentions for the day. Like mm-hmm. what kind of person do I want to be today? Mm-hmm. What, what do I want to try to accomplish? What's like in my highest interest for today? You know, how do I want to be with my kids? How do I want to be with my, my workmates? How do I want to be, how do I want to treat my body today with food? And And again, we're only talking a total of about eight minutes a day to get something that's pretty profound between morning and night. So a hundred breaths in the morning. And then I always think three o'clock in the afternoon for most people is about the time when your head's about to blow off your shoulders, you know, with stress, (laughs) just like, I can't take another minute. Another person talks to me. I'm just going to like, I'm going to lose it. Totally. So that's another time. I mean, if you can't do a hundred breaths, do 25, you know, so that bringing oxygen in just because we all know we're just not breathing deep enough and from our belly during the day. So that, 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 that's another thing you can do that can just stop it. The other thing that I teach a lot as far as stress in the workplace is really turning your brain off for 10 minutes a day. If there's any way Mm -hmm. that you could go to your car, if you're at work Mm -hmm. uh, in a safe place, go to your car lean back your seat, a completely unplug your brain. No, your cell phone's not allowed. Your computer's not allowed. Your stereo's not allowed. It is complete silence and you're just breathing and closing your eyes. And you're really not trying to think about anything, but even if you did, it would be okay. Cause I, all I'm trying to accomplish with my patients is nothing into your brain. Quieting and, the mind. And research on this is so fascinating, Kristen, cause it really has shown that it adjusts cortisol levels and it really helps keep the rhythm of your stress hormones more normal. So it doesn't escalate into gynecological problems and it doesn't escalate Mm. into depression and anxiety and nervousness. So that's another thing you can do is just build in these little tiny things that you can do to unplug because we're just plugged in too much. Like every extra minute we're looking at our phone every minute. We don't even stand in line at the checkout station at at grocery store without like, you know, answering seven more text messages. We just, Mm -hmm. we're never unplugged. Right. And our bodies aren't wired to sustain that over any amount of time. We're just not. So, so that's something, again, it sounds pretty basic, but it's so profound in, in its effect on the human body. It makes total sense. I mean, I have just been feeling in my bones lately that I need less input, you know? Yes. Like, I, I, 
it's too much. Like our yes. modern world is too much. And when we're going at the pace we're going, we, we can't, we can't opt out of work. We can't opt out of parenting. If we've made that choice, we can opt out of looking at our phone. Yes, exactly. And also, I think people need to identify again, this is, this sounds kind of, you know, elementary and basic, but people need to identify the time of day when they're done. And I get up really, really, really early in the morning. So my time of day is about three thirty or four o'clock mm-hmm. at the latest. I'm done. And I just tell myself, I'm done. Uh-huh. It's enough. Yeah. I'm enough. This is Ooh. enough. Yeah. And 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 I don't think we ever think it's enough because we haven't even gotten halfway through our to do list, which by the way Accurate. is completely unreasonable anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so and so just finding that hour because what we end up doing is we end up pushing ourselves often or every day past that hour. And then we just are snapping at our kids and we're yep. snapping at everyone. And we just like losing it. We're eating a dinner while we're fixing a dinner and then we're yep. eating sugar. And then, you know, it's like, we're just medicating ourselves. Yeah. So you can't start treating yourself well, if you don't know what your limit is. And Absolutely. most people's limit is about, you know, eight hours of intense work or right. intense being plugged in or less. Yeah. So, um, especially cause we're dealing with a lot of emotional stuff because we're constantly again, plugged into everybody else's life. Yeah. So, um, we have to know what our limits are and then just respect them. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard, mm-hmm. but it's just so, so true. Yes, it is true. And the diet, the diet is really, really big too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, really asking yourself every single time you put something in your mouth, is this going to help me have a higher vibration or a lower vibration. And we all should be, we really should be aspiring to operating our, our, our body at a very high vibration because we feel good. We get less sick. We help other people. We, we positively affect other people's life at a higher vibration, but the food that Mm -hmm. we put in our body, which is not, I have this little rhyme that I often use, which is eat foods from the ground, foods that walk around, foods from the sea and nuts and seeds. It's basically unaltered foods. It's like real food. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, which does take a little, you know, thought and preparation, but staying away from sugar and packaged foods and sugary drinks, just foods that basically all are depressants. They lower Mm -hmm. our vibration. They lower our energy. Yep. But we often do it because, you know, they do medicate you in a way they're comfort foods and they medicate you, but only for a little bit of time. And then you want more. Yeah. And it is that vicious cycle of like, you want that sort of cheap bump from crappy food and it does give you a little reward system, but it's it, then it's immediately out, and then you're cycling back into feeling like crap. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So that just just changing that, and maybe just being. I think sometimes we find ourselves just kind of going through our lives, kind of unaware of what we're doing. We're just yes. we're we're just unconscious about the habits that we've adopted, whether it be. I don't work my body out anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then there becomes this terrible imbalance between the body and the brain. You know, the brain's getting worked out all day long with all this input, but our body hasn't been worked out and, and, and it becomes imbalanced between the two. And that's what leads to a lot of mental health issues. So just asking ourselves, you know, what am I doing to keep my vibration up? And, and just being more aware of what, what am I doing every day to make myself a better person? Yeah. And to be able to stay in this for the long haul, you know, like 
how are you going to get to the point that you're able to really be actively involved with your grandchildren, mm-hmm. you know, and vibrant and not yep. old and, you know, with arthritis and autoimmune disorders right. and all sorts of other things that actually come with time with a lot of stress. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we've got this chance to be able to make a difference in our life mm-hmm. and we should, we should want that for ourselves because we're worth it. Absolutely. I love it. Well, you have inspired me. (laughs) Well, Nisha, your book, Brilliant Burnout, um, is available on Amazon. I have it on my Kindle. (laughs) Um, Where can other people find where can people find you online elsewhere besides Amazon? Yes. Thank you. You can go to nishajackson.com. It's N uh, as in Nancy, I-S-H-A jackson.com. My medical website is peak, P-E-A-K, medicalclinic.com. On nishajackson.com, you can really get to anything that you need to get to or want to get to. And there's lots of information about the book and just about all the things that we talked about today. Fantastic. Well, Nisha, thank you so much for talking with us. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at at Selfie Podcast. And make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care.